0: Do to others as you would have them do to you it's not a new idea love your neighbor as yourself was written in Leviticus Tobit and we see it in Matthew's gospel also and because we are in the season of epiphany where the divinity of Jesus is revealed Jesus tells us that the kingdom is more than just loving someone who loves you back he says love your enemies Bless those who curse you. Give them not only your really warm overcoat, but your beautiful button down dress shirt also. Offer others your good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over into your lap. For the measure you give will be the measure you get back. While I was praying and um, Thinking about the sermon, I was remembering back a while, I listened to a podcast. And this, this podcast was done by a lawyer and a writer in New York. His name is Daniel Pink. He was interviewed about the very human emotion of regret. And though I've not seen the data that supports his work, his conclusions from surveys from the United States and around the world sound rather convincing. His premise is that our modern notion of no regrets is wrong and maladaptive to psychological growth, and I would add to that spiritual growth, too. Having regrets helps to clarify the proverbial roads not taken and the corrections needed for future better outcomes. Regrets are like the tough teacher in high school who challenges you because that teacher knows your potential and cares about you. With no regrets, there's no reflection, thus no correction, no growth, and no change. Pink states that on the surface, regrets fall into four predictable categories or domains. Just imagine career, finance, health, in relationships especially romantic relationships imagine that some regrets have to do with habits such as not saving money or caring for your body properly but most life regrets have a common underlying foundation the, re- the regret of not taking a chance Daniel Pink calls these regrets regrets of omission of boldness. Daniel Pink addresses not only the internal courage to be bold about decisions that lead to significant actions in your life, but the need of corporate systems oriented in the fostering of boldness. The structure would honor the voices of all people, especially those without power and i would encourage those who care who come from background it would encourage those who come from backgrounds where speaking or being courageous is not fostered or familiar within your culture jesus asks us to push against the social norms of our times to go against our human nature regarding impulses of reciprocation regarding either harm or benefit For Jesus, we are going beyond our natural limits and inclinations to be bold, to do something new in the world. Be bold as you love, love not just your friends, but those you don't get along with. Do good, lend money, inspecting nothing in return. Be bold in your mercy. Be merciful as your Father is merciful. Especially have you, as, since you have received mercy from your Father. These daring statements to all the people listening to him form a structural or corporate vision of what God is asking us to do with our lives. The standard of love and behavior is God's standard of abundance. Our reward is abundance, good, pressed down, overflowing in our laps, measure of God's mercy mercy and love. Jesus asks us to reach beyond our understanding of our own context and invite the kingdom of God into our midst as we take our bold steps into the world. One way we can do this is by taking a positive posture of humility and respect for one another we might not agree with. That's a pretty bold stance in this world at the moment, where we see many who just simply tell you how they think all the time. Our work in Christ is to boldly do good, going beyond the expected. This past week, I saw lots of bold statements in both word and deed regarding God's love and mercy in the world. I saw the people of Trinity, after a year of planning and fundraising, provide the resources to aid those in our own community and the larger community who need help. The Women of Trinity luncheon and the fashion show that was afterwards, along with the Art of Giving for the Archangel Fund Thursday, were bold statements of God's love within the Trinity family as though as we were being served by one another to care for also people outside the church. We provided much needed resources in great abundance. Through the power of God's love and mercy, we can find ways to confidently live by the words, do for others as you would have done to you. I saw no omissions of boldness this past week in our community. We're all a work in progress, and like the saying goes, God isn't finished with me yet. And thank you, Jesus, for that truth. A life without some reflection on emissions of boldness is a life lacking spiritually challenges, spiritual challenges. I know there were times I was not bold when I needed to be bold. And perhaps that type of expression is difficult for some personalities. Perhaps there might be a moment of regret that you might still feel about something that you weren't bold about. What's so wonderful about Jesus and his church is that we don't have to be bold alone. We have God, we have Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and one another to boldly proclaim the gospel in both word and deed. A gospel of the kingdom of love and mercy in good measure, overflowing in abundance, tamped down, shaken together, falling into your lap type of mercy.